Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Mississippi Boys Sports Podcast. Mississippi Boys, take it away. All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Mississippi Boys Sports Podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is your boy, Alan, what Trey likes to call me, the Cots Man, which I, which I kind of like it. But uh, uh, we got another one of my boys here tonight, Trey Sean Standifer. What it do, everybody? <laughs> and another one, the last but definitely, definitely not least, Dylan Meza. How you doing? Doing very good. All right. Let's open up with our first topic. Bruce Arians has, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say resigned, but he just backed up and went up to the front office um, at the Buccaneers. Uh, I know one particular quarterback is thrilled about it because, you know, he got to have his way. Cause he's a bitch, but uh, but well, well, there went the uh, old switch, <laughs> but, but <laughs> we'll get more in, into it. But uh, Dylan, I'll let you take take this away. Well, for our listeners who don't know what's going on with the Tom Brady and the Buccaneers situation with Bruce Arians, there's speculation. What we know for sure is that Tom Brady. Returned to the Bucks. Bruce Arians, before he returned, was claiming, I am ready to coach this season. I am still the coach. I'm 100% committed to coaching this team, with or without Tom Brady. And he said, if Tom Brady came back, I'd be happy. The Since he's been back, though, in the last week, Bruce Arians has announced that he is retiring from coaching and the Buccaneers have just conveniently offered a position in the front office. Uh, Since he's got this position in the front office, he'll still be a part of the organization, but he is not to be near any of the players and he is to remain in the front of the office. As in, he's no longer the coach. The biggest question about this is that everyone's wondering is, what did Tom Brady have to do with Bruce Arians moving to the front office? That's a story. Um, my biggest, my, I'm going into my, my analysis about it now. I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it, I, and from a standpoint where like, I'm a, I'm a Tom Brady fan, you know, Tom Brady with the Patriots, Tom Brady with the Bucks. Tom Brady could have ended up this offseason with the Dolphins or the 49ers. I, I still would have been watching him, you know. I think he pretty much got this guy out of his job. Now, the biggest question is that's going to happen for the Buccaneers this season, was Bruce Arians vital to the success of this team over these last two years? No one's going to be able to dispute that the last two years were a success. I mean, sure, sure, sure. It's easy to write off last year. They didn't even get to the Super Bowl. But, I mean, Tom Brady still led the league in yards. He was still, like, very dominant on his offense. The Buccaneers had a good season. So why in the world would a coach who's 
had a season where his quarterbacks been able to do all this and have a team that's vastly well talented. Why in the world is he retiring? I think Tom Brady. He's a very organized player and he's an organized quarterback. You know, he's he's part of the old stereotypical quarterbacks where they're not athletic. They're tall. They got a big arm. They are about accuracy and they want to control the offense. Uh, there's been rumors that B.A. was actually changing game plans like the Sunday. I mean, not the Sunday, the uh, the um, like the the Thursday, the Friday, the Saturday before the games, he would already be coming in and saying, no, scratch that, we're going to change it. Uh, a seasoned quarterback like Tom Brady, who's known to want structure, and coming from the Patriots, if even if you're not a Tom Brady fan, but you believe in the Patriots and the Patriot way, I mean, Tom Brady played there for 19 seasons. I mean, he, yeah, the, the dude is just used to there being consistent, consistent consistency before every single Sunday. I mean, the man came from a place where he was supposed to be consistent. I think Tom Brady did get Bruce Arians moved. The biggest thing that I'm wondering now, and this is why I wanted to actually talk about this, not because I want to talk about Tom Brady. What does this say about the NFL now if a quarterback is able to have this kind of power in the organization to get a coach, a coach fired. Because we, we've already talked about Green Bay this year, about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, the, you know, the GM with the GM and the quarterback situation. But, but this is a this is a quarterback and a coach. This is this is gonna be one of those that we're, you know, we're not gonna be able to hide it, you know. A, a coach getting off the field is gonna be something that we can't, you know hide that that that's a big power move mm-hmm. um i'm not thinking just any quarterback can do it but i'm i'm pretty sure a quarterback maybe like mahomes uh maybe aaron Rodgers, eventually maybe however well um uh, russell uh russell wilson gets in with the broncos maybe he could but that's my thoughts i'm thinking this is crazy this is changing the nfl i, I know i spoke for a minute but y'all go ahead Oh, yeah. It, it reminds of uh, this situation, how much a uh, quarterback has power over uh, the changes in the organization. It reminds me of how the NBA works. But it gives power to the players. And y'all, y'all, y'all can't deny it. In the NBA, the players pretty much runs the league. Uh which that those, those it's a lot of pros and cons to it, but yeah, with this situation uh, going in, it's it's pretty it's pretty fairly known that uh, yeah, Brady had his whole arm in this whole situation how it played out. Um, we'll see how uh, Todd Bowles does. Uh, I, I don't believe there's going to be much change. Uh, like in schemes and stuff and all that, I think it's pretty much going to stay close to status quo. I, w- I wouldn't say exactly, but it's close to it. It's going to be in the same range. But, uh, yeah. I will say that Tom Brady has officially paved the way for what LeBron James did for the 
players in the NBA. I just see a, uh, a correlation with that. And I know Alan doesn't like me bringing up LeBron James. Oh, why are you bringing no, up? No, no, no. You, you go ahead and bring it up. But um, essentially, LeBron James paved the way for players to have more power in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and this has been made pretty known that, you know, he's been called LeGM, you know, time or two throughout his career. Um, Tom Brady is the he's the he's the goat i mean um he's he's arguably the goat mm-hmm. um and and i know alan could can attest and, and probably prove a point for aaron Rodgers being the goat uh, you know but um what tom brady has done he's opened a pathway that i'm expecting other upcoming star quarterbacks to follow in like quarterbacks like josh allen quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes quarters quarterbacks like eventually once back to par Deshaun Watson I almost said Washington uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, quarterbacks like Russell Wilson upcoming quarterbacks like um, uh, who's a who's going to be a, 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 a very Herbert Herbert Justin especially Justin Herbert um, Tom Brady has opened Pandora's box potentially mm-hmm. um, when it comes to this, to have that much power and voice to have somebody literally saying, Hey, you know, I'm behind this team. 100%. You know, we're, we're all into like, Hey guys, I'm in the front office. Don't mind me. I'm just going to, you know, check, check here, check there, you know, cross my, uh, cross my T's, dot my eyes, you know, um, I can only imagine the, con- the, the, the the Buccaneers wanting to avoid the consequences of Tom Brady not coming back to Tampa Bay, you know, rather than, and and sided on the fact like, okay, Tom Brady is gonna uh, he's gonna be able to get us another Super Bowl, <laughs> uh, at least one more, <laughs> you know. So um, that I that that's gonna be very interesting to see how things turn out um, because Tom Brady has. I, there's no doubt in my mind um, that um, his hand was all the way in the cookie jar and couldn't take his hand out, except by breaking the cookie jar. <laughs> um, I mean, basically, um, it reminds me of what happened with him and the Patriots. Um, but the uh, Bill Belichick was was ready to move on from Tom Brady, but it was uh, Mr. Kraft that said, "Hold on, just a second. He ain't going nowhere, <laughs> you know. Um, and then Tom Brady was like, you know what, Bill Belichick? I'm bouncing up out of here, bro. I'm done with you, bro. Going to win a championship somewhere else and rub it in your face. And that's exactly what Tom Brady did because he's a freaking goat. <laughs> so um, I, I am – man, I'm excited and very interested to see how other quarterbacks respond because – like you said, Alan, this is something, uh, and Dylan, this is something that can't be ignored now. Like, it's gonna get, it's gonna get interesting for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Interesting for real. Yeah. Um, uh, first, the cleanup. What you just said about I can make a case for Aaron Rodgers being quote unquote <laughs> the goat. On close closest thing he'll be to a goat is a Billy Goat. <laughs> <laughs> He is nowhere near goat status. Like if what ruined it for him is constantly 
come up short in the NFC championships and playoff playoff his playoff performances. I mean, if we're talking about regular season, regular season, you have a point. I mean, there could be a case in that. But if we're looking at the totality between Brady and Rodgers, there is no comparison. No comparison. I'm I'm not no Brady fan at all. I can't can't stand him, but I respect him. I respect and I give credit where credit's due. And he's the GOAT quarterback. I'll say that much. But, uh, I will say uh, I was not really given my proper props when I said I kept saying that them Packers man I don't know look a little shaky <laughs> look a little shaky and I told y'all about Bob Miller you know being a piece of the piece the piece to the puzzle for the Rams deep a little shake but hey they won a championship. And uh, and Packers were sent home packing. You know what I'm saying? Not cheese either. <laughs> where where was you at? When what? Where was the Seahawks at? Uh, the home. Seahawks that was at home, just like me at home <laughs> at the house. <laughs> uh, yeah, but as we move on, uh, do we have do Dylan? You have any closing thoughts? Are you ready to move on? I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. All right. Our second topic for tonight is Magic Johnson. He has caused a, a little ruckus as as of these past few days. Uh, Magic, Magic Johnson calling out. <clears throat> am I reading this right? LeBron James, the mm. quote unquote goat. What these blind witnesses will. Would like to proclaim LeBron. He's calling out LeBron for picking Westbrook over DeMar DeRozan. Did this dude just say blind witness, bro? Ain't no, uh-uh. You was not, uh-uh. We're not having that. We're not having that. <laughs> uh, uh, but mm-hmm. Magic Johnson is saying in uh, – just what I've been saying for ever since uh, they picked up Westbrook. I, I told you LeBron had he has a big old hand, kind of like Brady has a big old hand in the pot, and he he picked Westbrook over uh, Buddy Hill or uh, Demar Derozan, Dame Lillard, but uh, no, he wanted to go with Westbrook, uh, but. That's neither here nor there. Well, it is here and there, but uh, <laughs> uh Dylan, Dylan, uh go ahead, bro. <laughs> go ahead, man. All right. So if you watch the interview where Magic Johnson is basically being asked, you know, has there been anything that has been done, you know, with this team that LeBron should be accountable for? And Magic Johnson was pretty quick. I mean, he's gonna have to uh, he's gonna have to take up responsibility for the Westbrook coming to LA. Uh, you know, I want I want to say this: like, no matter how much I love, like, it, it's it's like no matter how much I love Brady, I love my Cowboys more. No matter how much I love LeBron, I I love my Lakers more. 
uh, I don't know what it's going to be like for the Lakers whenever LeBron's gone. I don't know what it's going to be like even with LeBron here with us right now. Because I said from the get-go, I said before LeBron ever got to us, LeBron's not coming to the Lakers to win a championship, like, alone. He's coming here pretty much for his wizard years, like Michael Jordan. He's coming here to play out, retire, make some money that he was never going to make playing for the Cavaliers or any other team. Hear, hear me out, Al. He came for networking. He did not come here to, to win. I mean, this was not the situation to come to. When he came to the Lakers that very first year, the, the roster was all just rookies who were going into their second year, or there was Brandon Ingram going into his third year. This was not an ideal situation for him to just come in and play and be able to win. It's not like he had went to the uh, 76ers that back then, or he had went to Toronto. If he went to either one of those teams, we're talking about LeBron having at least two chips right now from those teams. Now, he goes to the Lakers. I think he's there to retire. I think maybe he can win. But if he does, that's just on top of it. That's like icing. The worst thing that happened is not only did he win, but he had to win by completely taking away the Lakers' future, by getting rid of all the picks to get AD. And now with the cap situation, because already AD and LeBron together is expensive. But after they won the championship, they went and got their contracts renewed. They are taking the max. Now Russell Westbrook is there. He's getting high dollar. There is no room on this team for a, just a journeyman player to come and develop. This And everyone that is left on this roster that was supposed to transition and maybe play on minimum contracts and be able to have a good year – they're just not going to be able to they, – they have not delivered. I'm not going to put that on LeBron. I'm not going to put that on Rob Lincoln. I'm not going to put that on anybody. I'm putting that on those players. But at the end of the day, this holds taking the max and playing for the best, my opinion, my opinion now, the best organization in the NBA. You know, they are the marquee. They are the marquee. Whether they are good or not, if you say the NBA, most people say they know the Lakers. NFL, you may have your own team, but everybody knows the Cowboys. MLB, everyone knows the Yankees. The Lakers are that for the NBA. LeBron came here. He's not doing his job as a player, and he's not really trying to win chips. This whole move is his fault and I'm I'm upset with him. I'm <clears throat> upset with LeBron. Like I, I I can't be happy about LeBron coming and messing up my Lakers. It was already one thing when he got rid of our future for AD because I'm thinking, okay, maybe we can win two chips. Not one, two. Now LeBron gets injured constantly over the last two years. I just don't see us getting another chip with LeBron. That that's my take. You know what? I am enjoying this conversation. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna forego my turn. Trey, you have it. No, no, Alan, say what you gonna do. Say what you gonna say, bro. 
No, 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 no. I really don't have much to say. I mean, like, <laughs> he already said what I was going to say. But, uh, yeah, this is LeBron's fault. I, I, I've been saying I've been saying this ever since he, uh, the reports has come out and uh, even before the season started. And I try to tell Trey, but he, being the Le- delusional LeBron fan, Oh no, it's gonna work out. You just give him time. He's LeBron. If there's anybody that's gonna make this work, it's LeBron. I said, okay, Trey, you you have you have fun with that. Well, I'm guilty of that too. Yeah. Like if anybody could have made LeBron work to I mean not LeBron, make Russell Westbrook work with another superstar, why can it not be the player who literally is I think the people who aren't fans of LeBron don't understand that like even though LeBron has the height he has the build he has all the athleticism that's not what LeBron like true LeBron fans admire about him the most the thing we admire the most about him is that he is a team player that he has such a high basketball IQ I mean it's one thing to have all the points in the world but if you can get your team rebounds and you can get your team the assists, your team is better when you get on the floor. That's LeBron. Like, LeBron makes teams elevate. And, you know, from what I've always known, it's harder for him now as his old age is coming, especially now that he's trying to win the scoring title and be the high, you know, have the most points in NBA history now. But, yeah, like, LeBron right now, him with Westbrook, he's not exactly elevating the team, but you got to ask yourself this. Can this team be elevated at all with no AD? Don't Everyone mm. saw that AD, but AD hasn't been playing. Not enough. The main constant has been Russell Westbrook, and he has been playing trash. Trash. When I, I believe he's playing perfect for the Lakers. I, I like what he's doing. Uh, for the Alan, sit, your tail, sit your tail down somewhere, bro. <laughs> I just, I, but I, I, I will say this: I want him, I want him to stay away from my Celtics. Which uh, jot this down: the twenty twenty two NBA champions is going to be the Boston Celtics. He knows, uh, hey, y'all, look at me. Like I'm crazy or anything? Okay, I may be crazy for saying that, but you know what? I'm t- I'm not taking a risk. You know what? It's okay for me to sound crazy. You know why? Because <laughs> I'm the heart and soul of this podcast. I make this podcast. Work. Oh god! But, but, that, but that's neither here nor there. But uh... okay, number one, them Celtics about to be sent home again, <laughs> just like they've always <laughs> been <sent> home <laughs> the past. Four seasons, five seasons, six seasons, however many seasons it's been since <laughs> they won they last. Oh, it's you been over. On this bitch. <laughs> yeah, I'm asleep on. I'm a, I'm asleep on in laughter when they get bounced out of the playoffs again by the Bucks. So uh, <laughs> uh, that's and, the, and, that's the only team that really uh, scares and, and, me. And that, that that will that Giannis Antetokounmpo ain't about to let that go. <laughs> so um, anyway, with the Lakers, uh, 
I was a little skeptical when LeBron picked up Russell Westbrook. However, I did say, I did say that if it was anyone, and you're right, Alan, I said, if anyone could find a way to make it work, it would be LeBron. <laughs> if, there, if there was anyone who could, the best, had the best chance, the best shot to make this work, help make this work, it was LeBron. <clears throat> and um, can you please tell the audience uh, who was right? So, as far as who was right and who was wrong does not matter. The fact of the matter is... <laughs> so, audience, that shows you I was right. <laughs> um, congratulations, Alan. Congratulations. Congratulations. Hey, I'm, I'm just a truth teller. You know, mm. y'all make fun of me. Y'all make fun of me for things that I say, and y'all think I'm crazy. You, but, you, you are, but, but I tell the truth. Did you? But you didn't tell the truth about your Green Bay Packers, though. If you listen back, if you if you listen back to the playoff out <laughs> uh, the playoff preview, <laughs> I, I said it wouldn't surprise me either way. Because sure. I, 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 I said I can't stand Aaron Rodgers because when it comes to the postseason, he's going to let us down. And guess what happens? Dun, 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 dun. He let us down. Okay, okay, we'll we'll let you have that one. But uh, with the Lakers, um, I cannot blame Magic Johnson for blaming LeBron. I can't. I can't fault him for that. Um. I wish the Lakers would have picked up DeMar DeRozan. We would be in the playoffs right now. Uh, no, no questions asked. Yeah, DeMar no, DeRozan, no, playing, no questions. No like, questions. He, he is playing lights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Russell Westbrook has been giving us hot garbage game after hot garbage game after poor effort after poor effort after poor effort. I mean, it's sign me off. Sign me off. <laughs> like, get them out. Get them out. <laughs> get them out. Like, get them out. <laughs> I don't. I don't want Russell Westbrook. When here's what here's what happened, and here's where I came to the point. I was like, oh no, this is when I knew the the Lakers would not be making the playoffs. Although I was saying, yeah, the Lakers were making the playoffs. At this moment, I knew the play, the Lakers were in trouble. There was an interview that happened a couple months ago with Russell Westbrook. Um, he uh, paraphrasing, of course, he was asked, "What are your goals and plans while you're on this team with the Lakers? What is the goal here?" Russell Westbrook said, "I almost said Wilson." Russell Westbrook said, "It did not matter to him if he won a championship or not. Either way, he would not be phased." I knew in that moment right there, the Lakers were in trouble. The Lakers were in trouble because it's been game after game after game after game that Russell Westbrook has not shown up. He has not stepped up to the plate. He has been trash. And this, this makes me upset. This makes, makes me upset. Mainly for LeBron, but this makes me upset for Dylan and the Lakers. <laughs> because... Russell Westbrook 
is still in the prime or supposed to be in the prime of his career as far as age goes. He's still supposed to be playing at, at maybe not at the top five, but at least top 12 players in the NBA right now. And he's been playing like trash. So I can't blame, I can't blame Magic Johnson for being upset with LeBron. And I, if, if let's say LeBron has this much pool, this, this is on LeBron. This, this is on LeBron. I, I know I, I love LeBron. I'm a bit, he is the goat. I got to hold him accountable on this one. Um, this, this, this is on, this is on LeBron here. Um, he should, he should have went for DeMar DeRozan should have went for Buddy Hill. I don't understand why they did not go for Buddy Hill at least, you know, um, he would have been a great addition. Wouldn't have take, taken up much of the salary cap. Could have brought, probably could have had enough for DeMar, DeMar DeRozan. I mean, they they shouldn't have got. They should have kept Alex Caruso. They should have kept. They should have went. They should have. They should have kept him. When I don't understand now, Alex Caruso is on the freaking Bulls, playing phenomenal, and I'm just over here crying like we could have had that guy. We could have had him on our team. It's just 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 tears, man. And now we have to settle for this hot garbage. This is ridiculous. This is on LeBron. This is on you, bro. This is on you, man. And I hope you learn from this mistake and never make a choice like this ever again. Like, I, 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 I can see Dylan, him coming to have his Jordan wizard years, so to speak, so to say. But the fact is... The Lakers have the Lakers have a, as a whole have wasted LeBron's spectacular season. Like if 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 the record was better and LeBron still averaging thirty point nine points a game, like th- I mean at age thirty seven, all this is basically what LeBron has done has kind of gone to waste. But anyway. Um, I, I wish Russell Westbrook. I wish he. I wish they would have traded him. They should have traded him. They should have gotten Brandon Ingram back. They should have gotten, uh, or at least tried to get Alex Caruso back. Um, they they should have traded Russell Westbrook. And when the Lakers decided that they weren't going to trade him, I knew then. Okay, and especially after that interview, done. I'm sorry, I had to get that out. I had to get that out. I'm holding it for 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 a minute. LeBron, this is on you, bro. Yes, Magic, you're, you're, you're right, sir. You're right. This is on LeBron. Greatest Laker in NBA history. But uh, on to the last topic. Um, is March Madness dead with all the one and dones going on as in players? Uh, is, is it going to come to an end or is the hype going to die because of all that? Uh Yes. You know why? Well, you know what? You know what? You know what? No. Because there's going to be more players that comes along. There's going to be more players come along. Look, NBA is, is set up for all these young talent to come in. Because really, it's much, to me, it's much easier to play basketball than it is to play football. That's my opinion. But, uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think the March Madness would be dead with all the one and dones. That's my opinion. But uh, 
Dylan, what's your opinion? Well, the biggest reason I wanted to bring up this topic tonight was just it seems like a few years ago there was Zion Williamson mm-hmm. coming up in the draft. You know, it, it it's pretty common for the NBA the you know a, you know they'll they'll have the GMs kind of sparking up attention on March Madness and they'll be trying to say like you know we're looking at this guy we're looking at this guy and it's not so they can give other teams uh, you know an idea of what to look for but it's so that they can let their fans know yes we are looking and this is who our prospects are the biggest issue that the the one and dones has done though is these teams are just you, you you don't know who's the best team out on the court no more like how it used to be i mean we're talking a little bit far back but we're we're dealing with a new march madness where even though we know that the prestigious teams like north carolina duke you know the teams that we just kind of always know yeah they they've had great coaching they have this line of success we don't really know for sure if that can continue with the way march madness is set up um March Madness for for our, our listeners who don't watch March Madness. March Madness is basically all the college basketball teams. There's a female and a male version, but basically they take about it's it's a hundreds of teams, isn't it? They take hundreds of college teams, and it's a big tournament, and it's pretty much one and done. You lose one game, you're out, you know. So and you're trying to get there, and you're trying to get the very last and win it all. Well. I don't know if the format for March Madness is going to be able to continue to be what it's been, which has been a playout tournament. There's a potential for college basketball to survive and to keep revenue. Would y'all question if the NCA decided, hey, we got to swap to more like a like a normal playoff playoffs like whatever your record is and where and more like it in the football side of things, there's going to have to be just, these are the powerhouse teams. And then there's another side of it where it's more like the NBA and the NFL, where it's just like, Hey, you're not playing, or it's more like the NBA. You're not going to be playing like one game. You're going to at least play at least a two out of three. Cause I doubt that I doubt college basketball would go to a, a you know, a best out of five or a best out of seven just because of time and with yeah. uh, the, the school season. Mm-hmm. But that's my biggest thing. I don't know if March Madness is going to be a thing in the next 10, 20, you know, years, because I don't know who the teams are no more. It seems like a new team is winning every year and we can say all day long, Oh, we go for underdogs. No, we go for underdogs that are going up against the big dogs that we're tired of the big dogs winning. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, that's my take. That That's my thing. I don't know. I don't know about it anymore. I do believe there is an NIT tournament uh, that uh, for teams, I believe, yeah, who do lose in the national tournament or an overall tournament. Well, um, it's just the ones that didn't make the tournament. I didn't make the tournament. Okay. Uh, so, 
I would I, I do agree. I think there should be at least three games between the teams. Uh, that would uh, be more more revenue, build more uh, more revenue uh, for for them. Um, if you look at um, what could have happened, Duke could could still be Duke could have easily won the championship. Um, you know, so it is it, that that game could have gone either way. Um, so uh, w- with between North Carolina and Duke, um, that would gener- that would build up more revenue uh, for the NCAA and for the players. Since that new uh, rule, you know, uh, with the uh, them being able to uh, what's the rule like prop? You know, basically the college NIL. Or whatever thing that they're able to do now, you know, for their name and yeah, and the NIL uh, rule there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that would be great. Um, with Duke, North Carolina, um, uh, Gonzaga, even uh, being one of the one of the, you know, not necessarily a powerhouse, but you know, uh, uh, Villanova at one point in time, um, you know, and then you know. These are powerhouses. UCLA back in like the seventies, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they were the team to beat. Like you weren't you weren't about to beat UCLA, um, you know. So all these powerhouses, I like the more diversity, um, or you know, not as hey, this is the powerhouse. This is the power. I like the 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 mystery that comes. Like this team can beat you on any given day. Or you know this team can like there was a Saint Saint something Saint whatever team like nobody knew but you know made some noise and took out one of the powerhouses I mean and made some noise you know um, even Arkansas the uh, I mean Arkansas hung in there until the what was it the the Sweet Sixteen or the or, or the Elite Eight they got to the I think the Elite Eight Arkansas did you know so. I think it would be a good idea to extend these games, make them three, you know, generate, you know, get more revenue built up, um, you know, and see who, who, who's got what it takes. Uh, because now you look on the women's side of things, it was UConn. Now it's South Carolina. And I can't stand South Carolina <laughs> because they keep beating state and state should have won the championship two years ago. <laughs> so that's why I'm upset with South Carolina, but, South Carolina is starting to turn into Catholics. <laughs> South Carolina is starting to turn into the powerhouse of the women's basketball division uh, in the NCAA. They are. They are a powerhouse. They are. Yeah, they've won two national championships in the past four seasons. I think. I think that's about right. Four or five seasons. So. And then UConn, I mean, just dominant, you know. So I think it would, I, I think it would be great. Let's live, let's give these, you know, teams that are maybe not as known a shot. Hey, let's let's see what can happen. Dylan, well, I just had a, I just had a thought. I mean, it, it's it's on the subject, but it's not. Okay. The one and dones. I mean, it can apply to both male and the female side of college basketball mm-hmm. but 
You know, the WNBA has done, I mean, not WNBA, but the, the women's college basketball, they have done way better at keeping their teams and people have been able to keep with the teams. Like you brought up state and you brought up UConn and South Carolina. Look, as a, as a state fan, yes, I am so happy that our girls team is like, you know, for the, for the, what, it was like three years. We got pretty high up there every year in the tournament. But I think if, if you know, we, we take Jen into, you know, perspective, if maybe some of our players, maybe some of UConn's, some of South Carolina's players, the girls' basketball teams would be more like what the boys' teams are going through, which is every year, even if you are a powerhouse school, you are planning on reconstructing your team every year because you got to have the best players to win in any sport. That is what sports is about, is having the best players and the best execution executioners of the sport. So when you have those – the, even basketball has had to say, hey, we've we got to take a chance on people we know. They're only going to be here for a year, but we're taking them, we're going to use them, and we're going to do what we can for this year. That mm-hmm. that that's the thing. I mean, would they change they can't just change <laughs> the male basketball tournament and not change the female. Mm-hmm. And that'll cause controversy there too, because teams like state or UConn. They're not going to be okay with, you know, there be an easier way for their girls' basketball teams to be knocked out from being in the top. But uh, it's tricky because we're, we're talking about a sport where literally there is, a, there is a male side, there's a female side, and there's the things that we, we can talk about them, but we can't control them, which is just there's the gender aspect. You know, basketball, the you go on the court, even if the ball may be a little bit different, the hoop is still the same height and the fundamentals for playing basketball are the same, whether you're a boy or a girl. Mm-hmm. So it, it can get tricky right there. But, yeah, I, I was just having that thought like we we're it's almost like they're two different leagues. Yeah. When they should be mirror leagues. Yeah. Just like the NBA and the WNBA, they should be the same. But I mean, as been proven over the years, like the NBA has just simply done better stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I do see a um, a surgence on the rise in the WNBA. Um, it seems like they're fine. They're picking up piece by piece. You know, they're, they're picking up in, in certain areas that they need to pick up, and they've been getting more, um, more. Um, airtime and more tv time you know as time is going forward so um but with, with these one and dones like with zion williamson uh, i don't know i would like to see more commitment to teams with the you know from from players um you know even with anthony davis uh uh, uh that that kentucky team that year was stacked um but you know i, I would love to see more players committed to their college for more than just one year, not just be one and done. Um, you know, that's what I was used to growing up or, or, you know, watching, being young in the game, watching the, in, watching the tournament, 
uh, guys like uh, um, who who stuck it out? Uh, uh, Dwayne Wade, D Wade, stuck it out with Marquette, uh, Mar- uh, his his college. Um, who else? Um, Car- uh, Carmelo Anthony with Syracuse. Um, Jarvis Fernando. Bernardo. Yeah. So I would love to see more commitment to these college teams because the coaches are, I mean, it, it's already hard enough, <laughs> uh, but you know, when you have someone come there and then just one done, I mean, that, that makes things even tougher, not, not as an excuse, but it, it makes it tougher, you know, uh, on the coaches to make adjustments and try to stay on, on, on at the top of the food chain. If you're a powerhouse like North Carolina, uh, Gonzaga, Villanova, uh, Duke, uh, you know, so or Kansas. So, yeah. Uh, well, great, great conversation. Great topic right there. Uh, I'm pretty sure at some point we'll get right back to it. Uh, but before we leave, uh, Treshawn has something to tell us or some food for thought from Treshawn Stanifer. Uh, yeah. so, 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 Trey, I'll, I'll let you have the last minute or two. So, for those of you who don't know, uh, I am no longer a fan of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I am on a venture for a new team. Mm-hmm. I have a few teams in mind. I have a couple choices up my sleeve here. <laughs> um, so, here's clue number Uno. Numero uno. Okay. They ain't been good for quite some time. <laughs> they ain't been good for quite some time. So Lions. That, that, <laughs> that's my first clue for you. Uh if anyone is willing to take a gander and guess. Uh, later on, of course, we gotta get you know get the build up, you know. Uh, just let us know what you think. Who, who you think I'm gonna roll with this upcoming NFL uh, season? You know, feel free to comment. Uh, you know, and I'll let you know uh, before the season starts. <laughs> but they ain't been good for for quite some time, and so that's all you're getting from me right now. <laughs> so all you know, right. Uh. So I guess it's, it's time for us to wrap up and like we end this podcast every uh, time we do it, we do the same old thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to stick to the script. We thank you all for everyone who supports us and we appreciate you 110%. And please, if you have any topics you want us to talk about, please send them our way, please. Uh, and you if you even want to hop on, talk to us. Hey, you just let us know. We'll give you a heads up. And uh, we don't mind having guests on here. We invite you. And let's have us a party on here. But uh, as long as you bring the drinks, we all good. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> as a wise man, as a wise, wise man once said, Hell State (laughs) and go to hell, oh miss, and the Titans.
Thank you for listening to the Mississippi Boys Sports Podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and review wherever you listen.